Welcome to Big Time Basketball, the basketball segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Mete, Nate, and Terry. What's up, boys? What's up? Hey, yo. All right. Uh, in today's episode, uh, we're going to take a look at some scores from Sunday and some of the games that have finished up on Monday. Uh, and then I guess look at the scores of the games that's still in progress on Monday. Then we'll move to the fantasy basketball pickups for the week. And then we'll move right into the preview for Tuesday's game slate. So let's just hop right into it. We'll start with the Sunday slate. Uh, We'll start with the first game, the Toronto Raptors getting a big win against the New York Knicks. Um, They beat them 120 to 105. And I guess just uh, looking at some of the leaders here um, for points for the Knicks, Evan Fournier led them with 20 points. Uh, Fred Van Vliet led the Raptors with 35. In terms of rebounds, Pascal Siakam, 14 to lead the Raptors, while uh, Todd Gibson had seven to lead the Knicks. Uh, Siakam also had seven assists to lead the Raptors, while Obi Toppin had six to lead New York. Um, I guess, Mete, I'll start with you. I guess, what are your thoughts on Toronto? Yeah, the Raptors finally, uh, fully, they're finally back at full strength. They looked great. I feel like uh this season they could honestly they should be in the play in tournament i want to say and i really wouldn't be that surprised if they're like around the seven eight seeds so yeah as 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 long as they stay fully uh healthy i really like the potential of this team and i think they could do great things yeah i was gonna say they started to get healthier and they've started to play better so i think those two things go hand in hand I guess, Nate, I'll get to you on the Knicks. I guess, what are your thoughts on them? Yes, the Knicks aren't fully healthy, but at the same time, this is a little bit of a disappointment considering the Knicks were a deep playoff team last year. So even though um, the Raptors are good, the Knicks still have to find ways to get those wins. Yeah, the Knicks seem to have taken a step down a little bit from last year, whether that has to do with injuries or whatnot. Um, they definitely need to pick up their place. So hopefully they can do that in the upcoming games. Uh, we'll move to the next game on the slate. Boston Celtics beating the Orlando Magic 116-111. to 111. Uh, Getting to the stat leaders for points. Jalen Brown led Boston with 50 points. Huge game for him. Uh, Terrence Ross had 33 to lead Orlando. Then for rebounds, Jalen Brown had 11 to lead Boston. Oh, Wendell Carter had 16 to lead Orlando. Wendell Carter also had seven assists to lead Orlando while Marcus Smart had seven for the Celtics. I guess, Terry, I'll bounce to you on Boston. I guess, what are your thoughts on the win? This is why you don't trade Jalen Brown or separate that tape uh, tandem down in Boston right now. Uh, when one of these guys goes down, you can fully rely and depend on the other. I mean, whether it was JB being injured earlier in the year, uh, Tatum just carried the load, and then right now you expect them to be winning in situations against poorly uh, built teams like the Orlando Magic right now. JB with that 50 piece in overtime, I mean, this is what you expect from a Boston Celtics team with this much talent around those two young guys. Outside of that, I mean, they've been looking a little streaky as of late because Tatum isn't there, but a win's a win, as I always say. Yeah, definitely a win's a win, but I guess Boston's going to need more of them down the stretch if they want to sort of make a run here in the East. I guess Mette, I'll bounce to you on the Magic. I guess just another loss for them. 
Yeah, really tough fourth quarter for them. They lose 34 to 23 in the fourth. And that's usually the Celtics. They've been blowing a lot of leads uh, late in the second half of games. So the Celtics, they pull it like a Uno reverse card this time and they get it done in overtime. But the Magic, they did pretty well. They're not really that healthy. So yeah, if, considering uh, that, they're just doing the best with what they got. Terrence Ross with the 33 piece, uh, great game from him, but it just wasn't enough. Yeah, I definitely agree. Some of their guys did step up, but yeah, uh, it did go to overtime. But yeah, like you said, it wasn't enough. Uh, we'll move on to the next game. Cleveland keeps getting it done. They beat the Pacers 108 to 104. Um, Evan Mobley led Cleveland with 24 points. Demantis Sabonis had 32 to lead the Pacers. Uh, Sabonis also had 13 rebounds to lead the Pacers, while Jared Allen had 11 to lead Cleveland. Sabonis added seven assists to lead the Pacers, while Brandon Goodwin had five uh, to lead Cleveland. I guess I'll get to you, Nate, on the Cavaliers. I guess what are your thoughts? I guess um, return of the main guys in their front court really helps them to uh, keep up with the Pacers. So I feel like um, that was kind of the main part, but Cleveland still did a really good job. Yeah, I mean, uh, they've been solid all year. I definitely agree with you on that. I guess, Terry, I'll bounce to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on Indiana? Uh, thoughts on Indiana isn't that much. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon was out in this game, and I believe someone else was. I can't really put a finger on it because you got guys like Dwayne Washington and Kiefer Sykes or Skies, however you want to pronounce it, playing in the starting lineup. Outside of that, I mean, not that much else to say. This team's in a downward spiral in the wrong direction. 13th in the Eastern Conference right now. Only the Magic and the Pistons behind or ahead of them when it comes to being the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Outside of that four-game losing streak, uh, you're hoping to turn this thing back around, especially with the talent you have on the scene with Sabonis and Miles Turner. Uh, hopefully, Karis LeVert does come back eventually. Uh, outside of that, not that much else to say. Yeah, it definitely hasn't been a great season for the Pacers. They've been up and down all year, more down especially. So, yeah, hopefully they can get it turned around. Um, moving on to the next game, Sacramento Kings beating the Miami Heat 115-113. to 113. Uh, Getting to the stats here, uh, Buddy Hill uh, led the Kings with 26 points. Uh, Omer Yudsevin had 22 to lead Miami. Uh, seven also had 16 rebounds to lead the Heat as well, while Damian Jones had 10 to lead Sacramento. Uh, in terms of assists, Tyrese Halliburton, 12 to lead the Kings, while Kyle Lowry had 12 to lead Miami. I guess, Mete, let me bounce to you on Sacramento. I guess, what are your thoughts on their win? They've been looking kind of better lately. They've got Alvin Gentry back. I think he's a solid coach. I Probably much better than what they had before with Luke Walton. Damian Jones, he got the start uh, last night. And he had his first career double-double, so that's great. And yeah, Halliburton, he's uh, becoming one of the better playmakers. I always see his assist numbers are pretty, pretty much up there. And yeah, I feel like the Kings, although they are kind of like an up-and-down team, I think recently they've been playing better. Yeah, I definitely agree. They have looked a lot better. Uh, it seems like... Uh... A lot of these guys like Buddy Heald are playing a bit better. Um, so, yeah, good win against Miami. But I'll move to you, Nate. I guess what are your thoughts on the Heat? 
Um, I guess this was a game where um, three of their main scorers were there. I think Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, and Kyle Lowry were healthy, but um, the Kings were healthier than the Heat overall, so I think that's a factor. But um, at the same time, I feel like they should have been able to come away with the win still as they were favored, but I guess you can't really underestimate the Kings at home either. Yeah, definitely. Um, like Mete said, they have started to play better. And then I guess as for Miami, hopefully uh, they can, you know, get things turned around as they're starting to get healthy again. Uh, moving on to the next game, we have the Phoenix Suns beating the Charlotte Hornets, 133-99. to Big win here. Um, leaders in points for Phoenix, Devin Booker, 24 points. Lamella Ball at 17 to lead Charlotte. In terms of rebounds, Jalen Smith, 12 to lead Phoenix, while Nick Richards had seven for the Hornets. And then Chris Ball, 16 assists to lead the Suns, while Ish Smith had eight to lead Charlotte. I guess, Terry, uh, let me bounce to you here on the Phoenix Suns. I guess, big win for them. Yeah, as they should. Um, not really that much to say. I mean, guys like Jalen Smith stepped off because of the fact that you are missing guys like JaVale McGee and DeAndre Ayton. Um, Bismarck Biombo, 10-day contract managed to put up 11 points off the bench. And then you got guys like uh, Landry Sham with 17 points, as well as Cameron Payne, 14 points off the bench. Uh, just those insurance policy uh, points coming off the bench is just real helpful for your team, especially to give uh, guys like Chris Paul, who are getting up there in age, a little bit of break. Um, outside of that, winning's winning. Yeah, I definitely agree. The Suns team's done a lot of that this year. A really solid 28-8 and eight record to start the year. I guess, Mete, I'll bounce you on the Hornets. I guess, what are your thoughts on the loss? Uh, they just got completely smoked this game. It's kind of tough. They were at home, so it makes it even tougher. But I, I know Terry said the Suns should have won this game, but 34 points, I don't think many people expected that. I know the Suns have the second-best record in the NBA right now, but I don't know. I feel like the Hornets, they're not that bad. Right now, they're in the eighth seed. They were off to a good start, kind of stagnant right now. But, yeah, this is really tough from them. The starting five, their numbers don't look too great. Gordon Hayward, only eight points. Terry Rozier, nine points. So, yeah, I guess they just had a really tough night, and it happens. So, on to the next one for the Hornets. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's just one of those games you got to leave behind you and sort of try and bounce back for the next one. Um, speaking of the next one, we'll move to the next game. Um, Dallas Mavericks being the OKC Thunder, 95-86. to 86. In terms of leaders, um, I guess uh, Dallas, uh, Mark, Marquez Chris led them with 15 points. Um, and then Josh Giddy, um, he had a triple-double, so he led OKC in all three major categories, so good on him. Um, and then Luca led Dallas in both rebounds and assists with nine and 10, respectively. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll start with you on Dallas. I guess, what are your thoughts? I guess this was kind of expected um, for the Mavericks to beat the Thunder. So I guess this was more of a, of a defensive game. So I guess um, credits for them for just being able to slow down OKC, at least for the second quarter. And I feel like that. Um, set the pace for the rest of the game yeah I mean like you said good defensive battle and I mean Josh Giddy still had a great offensive game I guess Terry what are your thoughts on that 
Josh Giddey's becoming that prospect that everyone wanted. Uh, how should I put this? Probably didn't say it the right way, but I mean, this is what you're hoping for for a guy that comes out of the first round and probably in the lottery selection. Uh, yes, Shay Gilgis Alexander was out for this game, so I mean, you expect to have a guy like uh, shoot, I'm already forgetting his name, Giddy to have a longer leash in the starting rotation. With that said, I mean, he didn't disappoint. As you just said, a triple-double, youngest player ever to do what I believe outside of that. I mean, if you're missing your star player, I mean, you can't expect that much more in a loss like this. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, he was probably the lone bright spot for OKC in this game. Hopefully, you can find some, some other bright spots in their next game. Uh, one more game on the slate here for Sunday. LA Lakers beating the Minnesota Timberwolves 108 to 103. Uh, LeBron James led the Lakers with 26 points. Naz Reed had 23 to lead Minnesota. Then for rebounds, LeBron James, seven to lead the Lakers. Jared Vanderbilt had 12 for Minnesota. And then for assists, Russell Westbrook with five to lead the Lakers. And Pat Beverly had six to lead Minnesota. Uh, Mete, I'll start with you. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Lakers? Yeah, the Lakers are another team that's really up and down. And recently they've been kind of fixing up, but I feel like they have like a couple losses and you're like, oh my goodness, the Lakers are so bad. Then they win a couple games and everyone's like, oh, the Lakers are back. But yeah, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of LeBron, but he's been playing amazing, like always. So kind of feel bad for him. Like he's... He's giving it his all every night, just doing his best to carry. And some nights it's not enough, but uh, good thing on this night it was enough. I feel like the Lakers, their defense isn't the greatest. Malik Monk has been great for them this season. He had a great game this uh, game as well. So, yeah, going forward, I think they just need to fix the defense. Probably have to uh, do that via the trades uh probably like the trade deadline they got to pick up a couple of defensive guys but outside of that i i don't know about this lakers team they've got a lot of vets and their three-point shooting isn't the greatest see how they do all right and i guess nate uh let me bounce to you on the timberwolves i guess what are your thoughts I think this was a really good game by the Timberwolves. Um, they played the Lakers at home, and I feel like, at least on paper, the Lakers should be better better than the Timberwolves, especially without Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. But um, they were still able to, I guess, make it a close game. So I feel like if they had um, either of those players in the roster, they might have been able to pull an upset. Yeah, I definitely think so as well. The Wolves have been an underrated team this year. I guess once they get their players back, they should be able to rack up some wins, I guess, in their next few games. I will move to the Monday slate now, look at some of the final games. Uh, we have the Philadelphia 76ers being the Houston Rockets, 133 to 113. Uh, Joel Embiid, clean sweep for him in all the three major categories. Uh, Triple-double, 31, 15, and 10 for him, really solid. And then for Houston's leaders, Garrison Matthews, 23 points to lead there. Daniel Tice had nine rebounds to lead the Rockets. And then Jay Sean Tate, five assists to lead Houston. I guess, Terry, I'll start with you on the Sixers. I guess, what are your thoughts? Uh, don't really have that many thoughts in this one. Christian Wood was out due to suspension. Same with Kevin Porter Jr. 
Uh, but it doesn't matter. I mean, this is an NBA team. You expect to roster a competitive team night in, night out. Unfortunately, the Rockets didn't do that, and the Sixers capitalized on that. Uh, not that much else to say because Joel Embiid is uh, one of the more dominant centers in the league right now. Outside of that, I mean, great supporting casts outside of him. Tobias Harris only put up 14 points on some pretty, I would say, I wouldn't say questionable percentages, but hey, if you get the win, you get the win. Steph Curry, 15 points. Frank Korsmas, 24 points. And Danny Green always puts up like the occasional six points on like two or three uh, shots. But outside of that, back to you. Yeah, I mean, without Wood in the lineup, MB just feasted, as we can see by its stats. I guess, Metti, I'll get to you on the Rockets. What are your thoughts on them? Yeah, like you guys said, a lot of drama there. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. kind of rage quitting in the third quarter. And then uh, Christian Wood, I heard a report saying he missed a COVID test before the game. And then I don't know if this is true. I saw another report saying he refused to enter the game the second half. So uh, I think the suspension uh, made sense. But getting back to the game, Jalen Green has been one of their best players lately. And this game, he only shoots three for 12. And yeah, he's been, he was doing that pretty much at the beginning of the year where he had a lot of rough nights like this. But lately, like I said, he was, he's been great. The efficiency has been great. So I think he's got a bright future for sure. And yeah, without their two top guys in Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood, you just pretty much expected a result like this. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, uh, those two guys pulled in Antonio Brown and they kind of just, you know, walked out. But yeah, I definitely agree. Hopefully the Rockets can bounce back next game. Uh, we'll move on to the next game here. Washington Wizards beating the Charlotte Hornets 124-121. Kyle Kuzma led the Wizards with 36 points. Gordon Hayward had 27 for the Hornets. Kyle Kuzma also had 14 rebounds to lead the Wizards, while Miles Bridges had 14 to lead Charlotte. And then Denny Avidja had eight assists to lead Washington, while Mason Plumlee had seven uh, to lead Charlotte. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll bounce to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Wizards? Um, I guess a uh, really good job by the Wizards. I feel like the Hornets are a pretty good um, offensive team, and they had Miles um, Bridges back. And um, I think I think the Hornets played good, but I guess with uh, Beal, the Wizards can keep up with almost any team. Yeah, they have been playing better lately. Um, another tough loss for the Hornets. I guess, Terry, what are your thoughts there? It's rough. Uh, previous game, it was a blowout, as we were talking about earlier on the pod. Cast. Uh, this one, I mean, you just lose by three points. We can't really blame any of the starters on this one. Neither some people on the bench. I mean, you're hoping for, I don't even know where do you make uh, or judge where this loss can come from first. Sometimes the masses go your way, sometimes they don't. Uh, just chalk it up as an L and just move on to the next one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Hornets, they'd have to do something to get things turned around. Uh, we'll see what they do in the upcoming games. Uh, moving to the next one, it looks like the Grizzlies, uh, they get a big win here over Brooklyn, 118 to 104. Kevin Durant led the Nets with 26 points, while John Moran had 36 for the Grizzlies. 
uh, Steven Adams, 12 rebounds to lead Memphis, while Bruce Brown at seven to lead Brooklyn. And then uh, both James Harden and John Morant had eight assists for their respective teams. I guess, Matty, I'll bounce to you on the Grizzlies. I guess, what are your thoughts on the win? Yeah, the Grizzlies, they're keeping up their surprise season with a huge win against one of the top contenders, Brooklyn Nets, on the road too, even more impressive. John Morant, he's having a great year. Desmond Bain, like I've been saying, uh, he's had a huge breakout season in his sophomore year, taking a big leap. And yeah, Jordan Jackson Jr., their uh, second or third best player, uh, you be the judge. I think he had a rough game, but his defensive numbers are always there. So even when he's having rough nights like that, he brings the defense. This team is looking really good. Yeah, I definitely agree. They've gotten big wins against big teams. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll move to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Nets here? I feel like this is partially um, the, I guess the main guys on the Nets. I think Kevin Durant, James Harden, they played well, but the other role players, they didn't play um, as well. But this is partially also because the Grizzlies are just um, really good this year. So, yeah, I feel like um, maybe the some of the role players could have gave a little bit more. But at the same time, you can't really discredit the Grizzlies too much. Yeah, I mean, even for Brooklyn, I think Kyrie's going to be debuting uh, coming up soon. So, um, yeah, I definitely would give that team a boost for sure. Uh, moving on to the next game, we have the Chicago Bulls beating the Orlando Magic 102 to 98. You have DeMar DeRozan leading Chicago with 29 points. Fran- Franz Wagner with 22 to lead Orlando. Nikola Vucevic, 17 rebounds to lead Chicago. Wendell Carter at 10 to lead Orlando. Lonzo Ball, seven assists to lead the Bulls, while Tim Frazier at five for Orlando. Terry, let me bounce to you on Chicago. I guess, what are your thoughts? These are the ones you expect to get even if they're against the lowly teams like this, probably sound like a broken record, but it's true. Um, doesn't matter if you buy four points or buy 30, winning's winning, right? Yeah, I definitely agree. Chicago's done a lot of that this year. A really solid record overall. Uh, I guess, Matt, I'm bouncing to you on the Magic again. I guess, any other thoughts? Yeah, I'm glad I got the Magic again as I forgot to give some props to Franz Wagner. He's been playing amazing lately. And this game, like you said, he let them in scoring. So, yeah, he's looked really great lately. And another heartbreaker on a back-to-back against a good team again, the Magic, although their record doesn't show it, I feel like they're much better than that. And, yeah, back-to-back games, they come oh so close to beating two pretty good teams. Yeah, I definitely agree. You can't really fault them on a back-to-back. Um, the players did play well, so hopefully they will sort of get a win next game if possible. Um, another game uh, that's final here. It looks like a big upset. Detroit Pistons being the Milwaukee Bucks, 115 to 106. Sadiq Bay led Detroit with 34 points. Yanis Antetokounmpo, 31 to lead Milwaukee. Uh, Hamido Diallo had nine rebounds to lead Detroit. Uh, Bobby Portis, 14 to lead Milwaukee. In terms of assists, Kate Cunningham at seven to lead Detroit, while Yadis also had seven to lead Milwaukee. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this upset for Detroit? Really impressive. Um, I was actually kind of expecting um, the Bucks to come away with a really solid win, specifically, you know, especially because they're at home. But 
um, Detroit was able to come up with a game plan and the players really stepped up. So a really good job by Detroit. Yeah, it is really surprising. I guess, Terry, I'll sort of bounce to you on the box. I guess, what are your thoughts on this upset loss? Um, not really that much to say. I don't think anyone in the mall expected the Bucs to lose this one just because, you know, it's the Detroit Pistons right now. They're probably, what, second last in the East. Um, I mean, as long as they're not consistently losing to teams like this in, in general, I don't think anyone's going to bat an eye on this team losing once against the Detroit Pistons in the middle of January or the start of January. So, I mean, as I always say, chalk up that L and just move on to the next. Yeah, I think it's probably just a one-off. I think I'll agree with you. Um, chalk it off and just move on to the next one. Um, and then to the next game, uh, we'll get to uh, Utah Jazz beating the New Orleans Pelicans 115-104. to 104. Uh, Donovan Mitchell led the Jazz with 29 points. Jonas Valanciunas, 25 to lead the Pelicans. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 17 points to lead Utah, while Josh Hart uh, had uh, nine rebounds to lead the Pelicans. And then in terms of assists, Mike Conley, uh, he had seven to lead Utah, while Brandon Ingram also had seven to lead the Pelicans. Uh, Mete, let me get to you on the Jazz. Uh, good win for them. Yeah, a routine win for the Jazz. Pretty much expected. They're looking great. Uh, like the Jazz they were last season. Uh, Mike Conley kind of turning back the clock here, almost triple-doubling. You don't see that stat line from him too often now. Uh, back in his Grizzlies days, though, he would put up a lot of stat lines like this. So that's great to see. And, yeah, the Jazz, they're for real. They're going to be contenders again this season. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. They have been looking really solid. Um, and I guess as for the Pelicans, Nate, what are your thoughts? I think Brandon Ingram does have um, an Achilles issue now, so he hasn't been able to play at 100%, but it's good he was healthy enough to play, and I think it's good that the other players tried to step up. Um, I guess really impressive play by JV. He was able to get um, 25 points, so that makes him the leading scorer for the Pelicans, but unfortunately it's the Jazz, so... They, they were just behind the entire game and they weren't able to catch up. Yeah, it's definitely tough when you're behind for most of the game. Um, and yeah, the Pelicans have dealt with a lot of injuries, so hopefully they can you know, maybe improve their record a little bit, I guess, in the upcoming uh, game slate. Um, I guess moving to another game here, Dallas Mavericks being the Denver Nuggets, 105-89. to um, Luka Doncic led Dallas in all of the major categories here. Um, 21 points, eight rebounds, 15 assists. And then as for the Nuggets uh, points, Jokic led them with 27. Uh, he also led them with 16 rebounds. And then Will Barton had six assists to lead the Nuggets. I guess, Terry, I'll get to you on Dallas. I guess, what are your thoughts on the win? Uh, I think this was Luka's first game back. Don't quote me on that one, please. Um, outside of that, I mean, great showing by this Dallas Mavericks team. Everyone was clicking. Everyone, it didn't look like there was that much rust on uh, Luca, but yeah, I might be wrong on that. Kleba, Finney Smith, Powell, Brunson, they all did their little thing. Uh, it's a shame that Chris F. Zingas didn't play in this game. I don't think so. Uh, not that much else to say. I mean, they get that win, they move up to, I can't remember if they were eighth place or help me out here, man. 
sixth place in the Western Conference. But outside of that, I mean, uh, just move on to the next. Yeah, for sure. Another good win for Dallas here. I guess, Matt, I'll move to you on Denver. I guess, what are your thoughts on the loss? Yeah, Terry, I'm quoting you on that. And yeah, you were right. Don't worry about it. Don't <laughs> first game back. Uh, one man show Jokic. Uh, he did his best, but uh, he it just wasn't enough. At least he got Aaron Gordon back. But yeah, I just feel like his supporting cast this season, it's not too great. And only three assists from him. It's pretty surprising. He's always near the triple-double. So, yeah, that kind of surprised me. But, yeah, I just feel like this Nuggets team, they need Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. back, and they're a much better team. But for now, it's not looking too great, in my opinion. Yeah, Terry, I'm sorry to say, but Luca did play on Sunday, so it was his second game. Uh, back but it, it's all good man uh yeah um still a solid win for dallas overall um i guess the game's still in progress here on monday night while we're recording um golden state up on miami at halftime uh portland up on atlanta at halftime and then in the second quarter minnesota up on the la clippers so we won't be covering those games uh so let's just move on to the fantasy basketball pickups for the week I guess we'll start with guards here. Uh, Metti, I'll start with you. Who's your guard pickup for the week? All right. For guard, I went with Aaron Wiggins. He's shooting guard and small forward eligible. 19% owned only in Yahoo leagues. And he plays on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, yeah, he's lately he's been, he's been inserted in the starting five lineup. Pretty good uh, points guy. His uh, steals are good, but outside of that, doesn't really do too much. But, yeah, he gets a lot of minutes, and his efficiency is solid, too. I think he's a good pickup. All right. And, Nate, I'll bounce to you. Who's your guard pickup for the week? I think for the week, you can maybe take a look at um, Brian Forbes for the Spurs. Um, he hasn't uh, been in, t- uh, I guess, the most games but the games that he's had he's been playing really well i think against detroit on january the first he had 27 points i think the game before he had 15 so he's mostly um a guard that um scores a lot of threes so his his scoring is kind of dependent on that but if you need someone who can score uh threes you can take a look at brian forbes yeah for sure and i guess uh terry i'll move to you uh who do you have at guard for this week Guard, my pickup for the week got to be Facundio Campazzo, 33% owned as of Monday, January the 3rd. Honestly, a lot of people are going to add him after his, not today's game on January, but I believe whether it would be Sunday or Saturday, that performance where he had like 23 points and like around 10 assists, something like that. But honestly, he's the only consistent point guard in Denver at the moment. I mean, Bones Highlands, that's kind of resemble a roller coaster in Canada's Wonderland. Outside of that, I mean, Austin Rivers, he's a great defensive player, but he doesn't really fit the fantasy basketball mold a lot of people look for. This past week, Compazzo probably averaged 13 and a half, four rebounds, nine and a half assists, probably like three steals and a block. I honestly don't expect him to consistently put up those type of numbers as of, you know, Monday. 
But I do expect them to have a bigger role in this Nuggets team with guys like Monte Morris and other key rotation players out. Back to you. All right. And I guess my guard pickup for the week is Kobe White for the Chicago Bulls. Um, he's just been playing really solid overall. I mean, uh, just looking at his last like five games, he's had double digit points with two games over 20 points. Um, he's been shooting threes. I think one of the games he had six threes, he's been averaging over three per game. Um, and yeah, he's getting uh, rebounds, he's getting assists, he's getting steals. I mean, he's just been so solid. And I mean, he's been getting over 35 minutes uh, in his past four games. So um, yeah, definitely go take a look at Kobe White, especially if you're in a shallow league. He's only around 40% rostered and he plays both guard spots. So definitely a good pickup for sure. I guess, Matt, I'll move on to you and on to forwards. Who's your forward pickup for the week? For forward, I have Herbert Jones from the New Orleans Pelicans. He's small forward and power forward eligible. 43% rostered in Yahoo League. So uh, he's been getting pretty much consistent minutes all season. He's been in the starting five for a while now. The defensive numbers are always there for him. His offense wasn't the greatest, but lately the offense is coming through. He's putting up great points. He can shoot the three ball. Uh, yeah, I think he's a really good add. All right. And I guess, Nate, I'll move to you. Who's your forward pickup for the week? I guess for the week, you can look at Eric Gordon again. Um, he's another player who is scoring is kind of de uh, dependent on threes, but he's been pretty consistent. He normally gets around 15 points and he can shoot like maybe like three threes a game and he'll get some assists too. So you need those categories. You can look at Eric Gordon. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I guess, Terry, bouncing to you, who do you have at forward for this week? Forward pickup of the week, got to be small forward and shooting guard eligible Terrence Mann of the Los Angeles Clippers, 42% owned as of Monday. Mann is going to be one of the only guys healthy left on this Clippers squad probably as of now um, with a starting position in the starting five. So that's brownie points as well. And if you're rolling a lineup like Bledsoe, Jackson, Man, Morris, and Abaka. He's going to get some usage rate out of that. This past week, I believe Terrence Mann averaged about 15 points, five and a half boards, 1.3 assists. And that's on 58% shooting. Yeah, for sure. And I guess my forward pickup for the week is Terrence Ross from the Orlando Magic, also shooting guard small forward eligible. Uh, he's been so solid in the two games since he's been back. Um, He's had a perfect free throw um, over those two games. He's had five threes total. Um, he's had uh, over 15 points in both of those games, including one 33-point game, like Mette said. Um, he's had an average of four and a half rebounds per game and two assists. Plus, he had three steals in his first game back. So definitely go take a look at Terrence Ross. He's under 40% Ross rostered, so he should be in a lot of leagues. So yeah, uh, that's my forward pickup for the week. I guess moving to centers, uh, Matty, I'll get to you. Who's your pickup for the week? For center, I have Nicholas Claxton of the Brooklyn Nets, 48% rostered and only center eligible in Yahoo leagues. Uh, sometimes he gets to start. A couple of nights ago, he didn't, but his minutes are on the rise. Even for a bench game, he had a double-double. His points are usually there. Uh, pretty good efficiency. He only takes shots at the rim pretty much. So, yeah, he, he won't 
take dumb shots and hurt your uh, free field goal percentage. And I was speaking about defensive numbers with Herbert Jones. Nick Claxton is another guy who pretty much seems to always be putting up great defensive numbers. So I think if you need a guy like that, like a defensive specialist, I think he's a great ad. Great. And uh, Nate, I'll move to you, I guess. So who's your center pickup for the week? I guess for the week, you can take a look at David uh, Breton for the Washington Wizards. Um, he's more of a deep league pickup, but um, he, he does have some pretty um, good upside for deep leagues. I guess he's a center that kind of stretches the floor out, so he gets a lot of um, threes. So if you need a center with threes and I guess some upside in scoring, you can take a look at Davis Breton. All right, and uh, Terry, let me get to you. Who's your center pickup for the week? Honestly, after those three names that you guys mentioned, it's kind of looking a little dry on my end. Um, I got to go with Trey Lance out of Detroit. Power forward and center eligible. Um, I mean, after today's game against the Bucks, 11.7 rebounds, three assists, one steal. You're not going to get like the December 26th performance or the 23rd performance where he had 28 points. But I mean, he's serviceable in 14 team and 16 team leagues. And with the way Mente's laughing right now, I think I probably said Lance, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, so Trey Lyles out of Detroit Pistons. Uh, I believe 7% owned. Back to you, James. All right. I, I also have a deep league pickup there at center. Um, I have Damian Jones from the Sacramento Kings. And um, assuming most of their bigs are out due to protocol. Uh, you pretty much got to add this guy. He's only around 10% rostered. I mean, he's been getting minutes. Um, I think he went like 10.8 rebounds and then 18.10 rebounds, three assists. So um, he's putting up solid stats, especially uh, the bigs are kind of uh, slim pickings when it comes to deep leagues. So um, he's a guy, I mean, he's got like a four game stretch here who, where he should be playing good minutes um, until the other guys come back. So yeah, definitely uh, take a look at him. He can provide you with some solid value going forward. And yeah, that's the end of the fantasy basketball pickups for the week. So we're going to move right into the preview for the Tuesday slate. Um, we'll start with the first game here. We have the Memphis Grizzlies at the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavaliers are favored by three points. Uh, Mehdi, I'll start with you. Which team do you like here? Kind of tough. Both teams have been playing good lately. Cavaliers at home, but I think I might just go with the Grizzlies because I feel like Anything can happen this game, and I like going with the plus during those situations. All right, Nate, getting to you, I guess, which side do you like here? Um, It's a little bit hard to tell because um, the Cavs just got their front court back, so they should be good for um, rebounding and inside scoring. But um, the Grizzlies do have Steven Adams, and they have um, a really good guard in John Morant, so... And the Cavs, I think Ricky Rubio and Darius Garland shouldn't be playing this game either. So I feel like it's going to be close. So I'm going to go with the Grizzlies. All right, Terry, what about you? What are your thoughts here? So as a Darius Garland owner in fantasy, I have to correct Nathan. Just like for that one mistake, Garland is going to is off the injury report. So he may play. So just keep an eye on that if you are a gambling person or a fantasy person. Either way, Memphis is coming off of the back-to-back against Brooklyn. So, I mean, I might have to go with the Cavs on this one. 
I was going to say I might have to go to the go with the Cavs on this one because I'm not sure whether Dylan Brooks is back correctly. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, with him being out, he's been one of their top scorers lately. Um, so I think, you know, Cleveland being at home here, they've been covering all year. I think I'll just pick them to cover again. Uh, moving to the next game. Oh, this is a big game for all of us. Two Spurs fans, two Raptors fans here. Uh, Spurs against the Raptors. Uh, Terry, this time I'll start with you. Uh, Raptors are favored by five and a half at home. Which side do you like? Five and a half at home? Oh, God. I mean, I think protocols do state that Toronto can't have fans in the stand or something like that. I'm not 1,000% sure on that. Uh, give me Spurs, yo. I mean, three-game losing streak, I feel like they won't break it north of the border. Give me Spurs all day. I was going to say this might seem like kind of a homer pick, but I'm going to go with the Spurs too. I feel <laughs> like they've just been able to keep games close lately. I don't know if that's just me, but they always seem to be in it. And I mean, at five and a half points, they could still lose this game and cover. So yeah, I'll go with the Spurs. I guess, Nate, what about you? This kind of feels like a toss-up because the Raptors have been doing um, well right now. But I mean, the spread is a little high. The atmosphere is going to be um, pretty different. The Raptors are fully healthy. Spurs don't look like they might be fully healthy. Uh, I guess I'll just go with the Raptors. All right, Mete, what about you? Yeah, I don't know how the injury report for the Spurs are, but like Nathan said, the Raptors are pretty much fully healthy. So it depends if the Spurs are missing a couple key guys. I'd go with the Raptors, but uh, if they're not, then uh, I I think, like you guys said, it's pretty much a toss-up, and I'd probably go with the Spurs in that scenario. Yeah, it definitely could be a toss-up, and it should be a great game to watch either way. Uh, moving on to the next game, Indiana Pacers at the New York Knicks. Uh, Knicks are favored by one and a half points. This time, Matt Tay, I'll bounce back to you. Uh, which side do you like here? The Knicks have been super tough to call lately, but I don't know. The Pacers, they haven't been too great this season. And the Knicks are at home, so I think I'll side with the Knicks here. Yeah, I was going to say I kind of like the Knicks at home as well, but I guess, Nate, what about you? Uh, A little hard to tell because uh, both teams have been pretty streaky. Um, I feel like the Knicks should be healthier, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe not. I think they're both equally unhealthy. So kind of a toss-up. Um, I think I'll go with the Knicks, though. All right, Terry, bouncing to you. Which side do you like here? It's a two-point game. Uh, give me the Knicks on this one. For some reason, I feel like they managed to break that little losing streak they do have. Um, paces are just in a downward spiral. I'll just take home team on this. All right, and then uh, moving to the next game, we have the Phoenix Suns at the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, the Suns are favored by seven points. Uh, this time, Terry, I'll bounce to you. Uh, which side do you like here? Got to go with the Suns on this. I mean, JaVale is the only guy out or is on the injury report, so give me – well, that's a plus. I'm not sure if Aiden does come back for the next game. Outside of that, I mean, Ingram's still trying to get back to his – Normal rhythm. Uh, they just played today. I'm not that, not a thousand percent sure on that. Don't quote me, but uh, give me Suns. 
Yeah, I was going to say the Suns have been covering all year. I don't know. I've been expecting them to cover almost every game. I guess, uh, Nate, what are your thoughts? I mean, uh, the Hornets were a really good offensive team, and the Suns found a way to blew them out. And I feel like the Pelicans are worse than the Hornets in terms of offense, so I'm going with the Suns. All right, Matty, I'll get to you. Uh, which side do you like? What was the number for the it's Suns? seven for the Suns. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of low, even though the Pelicans are home. And like we said, the Suns are the best team pretty much, or one of the best teams in the NBA. So I'm pretty confident in the Phoenix Suns here. All right. And one last game on the Tuesday slate, Sacramento Kings at the LA Lakers. It uh, looks like the Lakers are favored by seven and a half. Uh, Mete, I'll start with you. Which side do you like here? I think I'll go with the Kings here. Uh, like I was saying before, the Lakers are super streaky. And I I kind of like what I see from the Kings lately. I think they're playing better. So I think they can keep this close. Maybe they won't win, but they don't have to here. All right, Nate, I guess what are your thoughts? Um, I'm going to go with the Kings as well, not because um, the Lakers are bad per se, but I, I guess like Mete said, um, defense isn't exactly their forte and their scoring hasn't been where it should be to put teams away. So I'm going to go with the Kings. Yeah, I think for me, it's just about the Kings keeping this game close. Uh, they might not be able to win outright like Mete said. So I think the Kings should be a safe pick. I don't know, Terry, what are your thoughts? You repeat those, bro. Uh, seven and a half favoring the Lakers. Oh, I know why you guys are choosing Kings. Uh, yeah, they are pretty streaky. Um, this is actually tough. This is why I don't gamble, man. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, give me LeBron and company. I don't know why. Like, at this rate, for me, it's like a coin flip. <laughs> Just give me the Lakers, even if it's not. Yeah, both teams have been up and down. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, a, a side that you have to decide on. And, um, yeah, we like the Kings. You like the Lakers. It could go either way. So it should be a good game overall. And, yeah, that's going to be the end of the Tuesday game preview. Um, I guess, Terry, I'll start with you. Any last thoughts? Any last thoughts? I mean, Grizzlies are a surprise, as always, coming out of the West. Um, Jared Jackson Jr. went healthy does really bring out the greatness or the excellence in this young Memphis Grizzlies team. You're just holding for guys like Dylan Brooks and I believe De'Anthony Melton to remain healthy. Outside of that, I mean, I could go years and years about who's good and who's not, but we ain't got time for that. Back to you. All right, and I'll bounce to you, Nate. I guess any last thoughts? I feel like the Grizzlies kind of went under the radar a little bit and they um, managed to get fourth in the West, which is uh, really impressive because at least in terms of having like big names, they don't have the most big names compared to like teams with like the Lakers that have like three big names on it. And um, they're only a 500 team, if I'm not mistaken. And the Grizzlies managed to be, be, be higher in the standings and teams like that. And I guess for the Raptors, unfortunately, Toronto is going through a lockdown. So uh, the stands are going to be a little bit empty. So hopefully the Raptors find a way to pull through. 
yeah, it is going to be tough for the Raptors, especially playing at a home with no fans. They won't have that advantage that they normally have. So I don't know, Mete, what are your last thoughts? Uh, for this week, I just want to show some love to former Raptor, DeMar DeRozan and the Chicago Bulls. They're on an eight-game winning streak. DeMar became the first person in history to hit back-to-back game winners. So that's amazing. And both of them were threes. You don't really see him making a lot of threes. But, uh, yeah, he's looking great this season. Definitely an MVP candidate in my books. And I'm uh, seriously rooting for him. I hope the Bulls can get it done this season. Yeah, I mean, he's been great. The Bulls, they're looking solid. They're looking deep. They have a lot of stars as well. So, yeah, um, they definitely have a chance to make a run this year. And, yeah, um, great points, guys. And that's going to be the end of this big-time basketball episode. Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. We'll be posting updated picks for all these games as well as NFL and NHL. So definitely check that out. Um, this episode will be on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you like, subscribe, share. Hit the bell for notifications on YouTube. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. All that good stuff. And, yeah, guys, a great showdown uh, between the Spurs and the Raptors tomorrow. We'll be definitely looking forward to that. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.